imagine, or should I say, ready, set, and fall in love, since we are dedicating this month to the topic of love and erotism. It's a cold February in New York, but um, we are warming it up thanks to the great conversations and brilliant minds of the special guests who have been conversing with Tommaso and myself throughout these weeks. Yes, we have been lucky enough to be joined by some powerful voices of today's art and literature scene that have been ventured in uh, the realms of romance and sensuality. And today, for our Creative Bridge episode, we are here with another powerful voice who will be sharing with us her vision and thoughts about love, passion and empathy. Because... What connects business and creativity is the passion, the love we put in what we do and the empathy that allows us to put ourselves in other people's shoes and design better experiences for our teams and customers. Steve Jobs once said, your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drone out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. And this is what we will explore today together. We are in the heart of Flatiron in New York at Heard City, a super vibrant audio production and post-production studio that works on exciting commercial as well as entertainment projects, which is also partner of Creative Poison. <laughs> we are very excited about this collaboration. So, founded in 2012 by Phil Loeb, Keith Reynaud and Gloria Pitargoski. Heard City today is one of the top performing audio post-production companies in the industry with offices in Manhattan and Dumbo and offers sound design and mixing for the advertising, television and film industries and works with brands including AT&T, IBM, CNN and Google. Today, we have the pleasure to converse with Gloria Pitargoski, founder and managing director at Heard City. Gloria is also committed to mentoring and supporting women in technology, film and advertising roles, and serves on the mentoring committee for She Runs It and the Center for Arts Education. She is a new wave patron uh, of the Film Society of Lincoln Center and sits on the board of directors of Food Bank for New York City, The Tank, NYCA Charter School, and AICP. She is a runner and ran the New York City Marathon in 2017, supporting several non-for-profit organizations, including Committee to Protect Journalists, NRDC, Center for Reproductive Rights, and Every Mother Counts. So welcome, Gloria. I am so honored to have you in our podcast today. Thank you so much for having me here. Gloria, you are a woman who covers several different roles in her life, 
a great business mind and manager, a wife, a mother, and of course a daughter, a volunteer, a runner, and also a tea maker. It requires a lot of energy to manage all of this, and I believe a lot of love for what you do. So I would like to start our conversation by asking you, what does love mean to you, and how does it drive uh, your everyday life? Ah, love. (laughs) (laughs) Well, love can be the cinematic love story, Um, but for me, I think it's also in the everyday You know, most of the time, doing something small each day is all we can do to expect from ourselves and from others. And those small acts lead to big changes. Um, Life is a process of patience, hard work, love, and knowing that the universe is watching over (laughs) you and it'll keep you aligned and on your path. So for me, that's, that's love. Yes. It's in the little things, too. It's a beautiful definition. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And um, to become a leader as you are today and to be as inspiring as you are, who inspired you to become the Gloria Pitargoski we know today? Uh, well, I was raised by my grandmother and a mother who were both a very strong, loving, and caring women. Um, <laughs> my grandmother had a beautiful farm in Guatemala, where she uh, grew coffee and cacao and sold it. Um, So she was an entrepreneur and a free spirit. (laughs) Great combination. Uh, But they both stressed the importance of community, do it together, um, that it takes a village, Um, pursuing your passions, um, whether big or small, and having a strong work ethic, because nothing replaces that. You have to put in the time to get your stuff done. Um, so from them, I learned so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank you <laughs> to both of them. When you are passionate about something, you move forward going out of the comfort zone and taking risks. But if passion can be very exciting on one side, it can be scary too. Did you ever live a moment in your career where fear took the most of yourself and was trying to stop you? How did you overcome that fear? <sighs> well, unfortunately, we all sometimes let fear creep in, and that can make any decision-making process really hard. Yes. Um, it shouldn't be like that, but it happens to everyone, to all of us. I did that before we started our own company. Um, it was a big financial commitment, um, emptying out your bank accounts and, yeah. and going for it. And it's just me, my partners, making daily decisions. It's a lot of great hard work um, and a leap of faith. But sometimes you really have to just shoot through the fear, face it, deal with it, and not let fear be the thing that drives you, that decides things for you. You have to just stand your ground and say, I'm going to take this risk. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And, you know, some days it works more, like, perfect. Yeah. And some days it just requires a lot more TLC. But, but you got to just try to conquer that fear every single decision that you make. Yes, that's true. And that's inspiring as well. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you for sharing that. I agree. I agree with that. And I see the point uh, about, uh, you know, the story that you shared uh, when you were launching a herd city so and, and that's the case for all business owners or true. anyone who's starting a creative endeavor of any kind it's you're putting yourself out there it's a leap of faith it is yes so be brave <laughs> <laughs> i like that be brave yes <laughs>
let's let's move forward with our next question because this interview is getting very <laughs> interesting. <laughs> to be a successful businesswoman and to sustain that success for so many years, it requires at times that we need to hide our most vulnerable sides as the society and uh, in particular the patriarchal society has convinced us that showing up one's vulnerability equals weakness. I personally believe that it is the exact opposite. Embracing our vulnerable sides is an important step to grow as human beings and become more aware of our emotions and who we truly are, including what we are passionate about. What do you think about that? And <laughs> I know. And uh, did you have moments in your career where you felt that your your vulnerable sides and emotions actually helped you making decisions and evolve uh, as a person and as an entrepreneur? Oh, well, I com- agree with you completely. <laughs> um, I think emotional intelligence is important to both personal and professional lives, yeah. um, to everything that you do. Vulnerability is empowering um, and clearing. So acknowledging how you feel your emotions around the task or a decision is an important step to taking the next step. That leads to clarity. So you need to have that clarity before you leap forward. Uh, So you get to the root of the matter. And every day I make choices and you make choices that are big and small. Like what are we going to eat? Where are we going to (laughs) go? To like... You know, what are we going to invest our energy to? Should we keep moving forward with this project or the next project? There's so many big and small decisions that you make. Can we better encourage people, especially men, to share their feelings? Um, Because it is a strength. It's not a weakness. And instead, we would be making the clearer choices. Instead of mindless choices, we'd make more mindful, healthier, more holistic choices when you include all of it inside your process. Yeah. And it's so refreshing to hear that because nowadays everybody is kind of trying to hide, you know, vulnerable sides and instead they can become, can be considered our strength and can help us evolve as human beings. So I... I agree with uh, with your point, uh, and I I like <laughs> a lot. But, and whether that applies to individuals or entities like companies or brands, yeah, the more you put your most authentic self forward, the better it will be for everything, for everyone. And uh, let's move forward with uh, our next question. So in today's world, uh, as you said, empathy is uh, an essential quality as well as emotional intelligence. So it can help us make um, better decisions, uh, define better strategies and communicate more clearly. And I think that empathy is important and central in our personal human relationships, but is becoming, as you also said a little bit earlier, a very crucial soft skill in the business environment. It helps us understand the target audiences we are trying to reach. And at the same time, it's an incredible support to build and nurture internal teams. So I see you as someone who really embodies empathy in a very natural way. And I would love to explore this subject with you a little bit more, thinking about, you know, empathy as a part of a leader's skill set, since we are in this Creative Bridge episode together. <laughs> so Herd City, we're an independent company. And one of the things that we set out to do when we launched 
was to create an environment that was very employee-centric because they are at the front lines, yes. right? Um, so you want them to feel whole, and, and that means that you have to be receptive and, and listen to what's going on in their worlds. So collectively, we looked at everything that wasn't working at other companies that we worked at because you learn with you know practice. Yep. Um, and we set up profit sharing. So the company is doing really well. Everyone else is doing very well. So this we're is very connected. And that was very unique to our um, industry. Yeah. Um, so it was sort of, it was a change in the way things were done. And there really, there's nothing that makes me happier than seeing employees thriving professionally and personally. You know, their families growing, and to an extent, our families growing. So that's one of my biggest motivators. Um, so we must have empathy for our entire team. Uh, and that goes through individually and collectively. And I think that that just creates for a very a good work environment. It does. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and also, you know that according to the Women in the Workplace 2019 report, companies are adding more women to the C-suite. Today, 44% of companies have three or more women in their C-suite, up from 29% of companies in 2015. Adding even one woman can make a material difference given the critical role top executives play in shaping you know, the business and culture of their company. Still, the overall representation of women in the C-suite is far from parity. About one in five C-suite executives is a woman. What do you think that we could do to change this? <laughs> well, there's so much to do. But we should not stop yeah. until every boardroom and small and big companies have a diverse representation. Yes. And that means that it's still it's 2020 and here we are. I'm still talking about this, right? But we have major, major work to do. We have to keep doing it. But let's dig into it. Let's look at who are we electing into office to make our laws, to translate laws for us. You know, let's elect more women. Let's yes. be, you know, be diverse at who we're electing into office of, of different backgrounds. The more uh, diverse a table is, the better, better results you're going to get. Let's look at VC companies. These are the companies that are investing in other companies, the next companies that are coming forward. They're mostly men making these choices. So what type of companies gets the investment money, right? Yeah. So we need diverse decision makers to enable underrepresented founders to build this, the next decade's unicorn companies, the next IPO candidates, the next big leaps, the next big companies. So... What's going to be the next big thing? It's going to come from a woman saying, I'm going to invest in that company or I'm going to make that company. And that's where you're going to have a very creative and profitable company. Yeah. Gloria, let's make a company let's together. Do <laughs> let's do it and have fun too. Yes. I'm in. <laughs> um, so now we are exploring love from so many different perspectives and I see mentorship as a form of love, a form of shaping to, uh, you know, help other people grow and evolve. And what role did mentorship play in your life? Well, I would not be where I am had it not been for the village that helped me get here. So I'm forever grateful for that. 
I've always surrounded myself with people that are positive and active and purposeful. So nurturing relationships has been essential for me. And I've been lucky to have some pretty amazing mentors, both male and female, in my life. A mentor can help you navigate critical periods in your life, whether you're in square one or you're further along in your career and you're established. Well, you do have to be your biggest advocate because I always tell that to people. You do have to be your biggest advocate. It helps immensely to have someone else be your cheerleader as well, your sounding board. So I strongly urge people to seek a mentor and be a mentor because it's immensely rewarding. So, yeah, go for it. (laughs) In addition to your love for Mm. your family and for Heart City, I know you have another love in your life, your tea project. Mm. So since we are sipping um, a very lovely tea here together, I would love to share more about uh, this passion that you have Mm -hmm. with our audience. And it sounds like uh, a very exciting project that brings uh, even more love to this conversation. Well, I'm a big tea drinker. I'm always pushing tea on you. (laughs) Um, And I have studied to be a tea sommelier because I want to learn more about its origins and it's just it's beautiful thing that it brings forward. So my tea project is in the works. And it revolves around the notion that that both alone time and time with others are essential to your well-being. Especially for creative individuals, you have to put out so much, you need to replenish. So the thought is to use tea to facilitate both scenarios. So drinking tea can be an activity that you do alone or in a social setting like high tea, like yes. Gypsy Road, like <laughs> my project. So during your quiet time, you sit in silence, clearing your noise around you and allowing for that intimate connection to your heart and your soul. So you come out of it feeling clear with new joy or more joy, open to new possibilities and ready for human connection, uh, which is important. And being with a group of loved ones is therapeutic. I mean, going out for dinner with a group of girlfriends is one of the most remarkable things for me. I look forward to it. So it's incredibly therapeutic. And it gets ideas activated, which is fun. So, yeah, so stay tuned for Gypsy Road Teas. And our goal is to bring groups of people together to enjoy teas, especially in this climate of divide and, you know, who's on this side and that side. I think collectively we're better off being together. I mean, we're all individuals, so we have different thought processes, but at the end of the day, you know, that connection (laughs) is important. (laughs) Yes. I love this project. So let's all stay tuned for Gypsy Road Tea. Thank you. (laughs) Ariana Affington, in an interview a couple of years ago, said, true success is about making time to ask ourselves what a good life means for us. It's about living the life we truly want, not just the one we settle for. That's how we can thrive instead of just survive. I think passion has a lot to do with it. What's your definition of success, especially, you know, after we have talked about Heart City and about uh, Gypsy Road Tea Project? So I have, um, I like to go to book readings. Um, so I go to this place called ABC Carpet in New York City right here, and they host readings with a lot of authors. And actually, I went to see Ariana Huffington, and she was doing a reading from her book, Thrive, and it really resonated with me in a very big way. You know, we all want to do well in life, right? That's, we do. Like, <laughs> yes. even on our bad days. We're like... <laughs> so to me, success is finding that right balance. It can be recognizing that this is what you want to do in your life. 
and what what is the mark you want to leave. But the, at the same time, I think it's important to take a pause and smell the roses and to be in the moment, not driving ourselves crazy by trying to do it all and not being too hard on ourselves uh, when things go differently. So it's not always like checking every box. <laughs> it's success is a very holistic way of looking at life and to enjoy the major milestones and those little moments that bring people so much joy. Because those are the ones that you remember later on in life. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true. I think this is a great uh, way to define success because in this society and in this moment uh, and in this city as New York, it's not easy to step a little bit outside of the run that everybody runs every day to achieve whatever we all want to achieve. So everybody is always in a rush and somehow staying in the moment is not that easy anymore. But I agree that is important and would help all of us to have a clearer vision of who we want to be as people and as professionals. And and definitely to help us probably become even more successful because we realize our true self, probably. Yeah. And and being, you know, speaking of true self, you know, we look at social media and everyone's posting, you know, these incredible vacations or highlights of their life, but they're not necessarily reflection of of the exactly. low moments. And so I think people, when they do that comparison of how look how successful that person is. It's not necessarily speaking of a reality that's like yes. constant for, for everyone. So being mindful of that, that sometimes social media is portraying something that is not accurate for every day. We are going to have those low moments and and not the this big magical moments. Um, yeah. But that's part of life. <laughs> <laughs> True. We're all humans at the yeah. end of the day. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's no filter to, to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> you have yeah. to just enjoy every the good and the bad. Yeah. So wrapping up, since uh, you work in the audio production and post-production industry, can you leave us with a sound that represents love and passion for you? What that would be? I'm really curious about that. Wait, like an actual sound? Yes. I, I thought it was more like, for me, it's not even a sound. It's just the words, I love you. Oh, wow. Uh, and because life is fast. Yeah, it just goes and there's no greater sound or words than I love you, whether it's to your your parent, your child, your friend. But I think that's the most uh, filling sound. Yes. Words. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so grateful that we've been uh, here together today and uh, talk together about love and passion. And thank you for sharing, uh, you know, your vision about that. This was very inspiring. And honestly, I love you too. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so grateful to to have met you and to spend time with you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Gloria. So as we come to the end of our episode, for all of you who are listening, if you have any questions, comments, if this conversation inspired you, we invite you to share your thoughts on our website, www.creativepoison.com, spelled creative, P-O-I-S-N.com, or on our social media Facebook page at Creative Poison and or Creative Poison. So the spelling is always P-O-I-S-O-N and Instagram account at Creative Poison, P-O-I-S underscore O-N. And please follow Gloria Pitargorsky and Heard City on social media and stay tuned for our next episode next week. And one last thing to say all together. <laughs> <laughs>
Ready, set, imagine. Thank you, Gloria. Thank you. <laughs>